From New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gab. Uh, Good evening and welcome to Live from America Podcast. This is not Life from my America wife, podcast. My, my wife hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Life from America podcast from the Comedy Cellar, la, 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 uh, New York City. Um, it's a show where we talk about uh, politics, news, UFOs, um, and... Uh, Jews. Jews, of course. We always talk about Jews when we can. So, um, let's start because we have a great topic today. What's the uh, topic? We're going to talk about North Korea and, of course, Trump, but... Um, well, I, uh, I'm I'm getting a little, I'm drinking. Yeah, because you know Koreans like to drink a lot. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you so you rela- you're relating to the show. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, a Korean girlfriend. I know about this stuff. Oh, he did. You had a lot. You had like three, right? Korean, Korean? girlfriends. Yeah. No, no, only one. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Every Jewish guy loves Asian girls. No, we're not talking about massage. We're talking about like. No, 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 no. All Jewish guys always go through a phase when they date an Asian girl. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why's it got to be a phase? I got to. <laughs> no, because it usually ends, but yours oh. uh, ended, no? It ended badly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we want to hear that story, but let me introduce my, our guest first. It ended on 9-11. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. The 9-11. Not this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. He I'll, broke I'll, up a little teaser. He broke up oh, in yeah. between the first and no, second no, no, hour no. coming. <laughs> no, no. I remember, I remember why, because she so asked you, him. You think this is a bad day? <laughs> 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 I guess now would be a good time to kind of tell you this because <laughs> no, I remember I remember the story because she told him. I've heard it also. No, yeah. she told him he Noam was working in the World Trade Center and he, she told him like Noam, why you didn't go to work today? And he's like, well, we got a phone call that we shouldn't nothing. Okay, nothing. So anyway, let me introduce. <laughs> let me introduce our guest uh, today. Uh, we have comedian Greg Rugel, friend of the show. Uh, you can watch him regularly here at the Comedy Side all the time. Welcome back, Thanks. comedian Modi. Uh, he's a regular here all the time, and friend of the show, Mr. Leo. Hi, Leo. Hello. And uh, we have Mr. Keegan Hamilton. He is the U.S. editor at Vice News. Oh, uh, wow. When, wow. When he writes... I didn't introduce myself yet, guys. Why are you so excited? <laughs> uh, when he writes and edits, uh, produces stories and videos about uh, drug policies, criminal justice, immigration, oh. and, of course, North Korea. And you can wa- uh, read his work as well at the... Um, uh, BuzzFeed and uh, Village Voice. Welcome to the show. Village Voice. They just went out of business. Just, long yeah, time ago. No, I said before. Advice and I said before. Advice. Village Voice. I said you can read some of his work. Long time ago. Okay. So, uh, so uh, this show just to uh, you know, Keegan, just to let you know, everybody try to attack me, you know, because I went to Ohio University, so I'm kind of like the top of the, you know, went um, to higher university. First of all, you majored in soccer. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, that's that, true. That, that sports science. And it's not a major university. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Yeah, well, that's a joke that because oh, okay, compared okay. to you guys, right, like, right outside yeah. of Ohio University, there's a little. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, so welcome to show, Keegan. I know it's it's, it's weird. Sad. We Ivy Leaguers don't have good senses of humor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'll do my best to bring you down a notch. <laughs> Where did you go to college? The University of Washington, Seattle. What Ivy League? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go to college? No. What? Go Ivy ahead. League. Go ahead. Go, go, go Ivy ahead. League. Where did you go? No, no. Let's, let's move on. I'm, it's, it's not so me. tell us about. I want to hear the story about your girlfriend. Why? Why did you break up? The Korean nine eleven. No, no, I, I can't talk. You can't about, say it. I can't say. It. Oh really? Let's let's let's, let's go on to the real. Yeah. Politics. So the okay. milli, the million people that waiting to listen to your story, with the, you're not gonna satisfy. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about um seven people. Seven <laughs> people. 
<laughs> so uh, uh, let's talk about the North Korea um, launched the missile over Japan. So what's going on there? You know, uh, I I heard that you know um, some of the analysts say that uh, the reason they did that was to create chaos, but not confrontation, and just to show you know Japan and other countries that the U.S. is not really that powerful to support them. What do you think? I, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. It's yeah. it's showing once again that they can do whatever they want whenever they want, and mm -hmm. there will be no repercussions for that whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's let's start. Why they hate us so much? Let's start from the beginning. Well, there's this thing called the Korean War. Yeah, uh, and it did really not go well for them. I'm sorry. At that... all. Yeah. Uh, and the tens of thousands of deaths that occurred from that, have, uh -huh. they haven't really gotten over that. Uh, so it's kind of long-standing enmity from that but they, they devastation that we wrought on their country decades ago. Their dream is always to destroy us, like send missiles and destroy the whole thing. Why, why is that aggressive? You know, I don't think they actually want to destroy us. I don't us. think it's that, that they're, that's their dream, to destroy us. It's they, not like a dream, but... You they know. would like us to think that they could destroy us if we tried to destroy them. It's not they, it's he. Hey. It's he. Yeah. You know, he he and his grandfather. Only the North Korean people—they're basically starving. It's some cabbage patch kid that has a finger on a launch pad. So so Trump said all options in the table. Do you guys think that all options in the table? Well, he's already—he uh, already bluffed and it failed with his stupid fiery, uh, fire and fury <laughs> fucking comment. Because uh, right after that comment, he threatened Guam. So you know, if anything, Trump just showed that he doesn't keep his he word. Also threatened Venezuela. He he's just, just threatening he's everyone. He's just trying to make him. He sounds a lot like Kim Jong Un. There's a there's a real similarity between both of them. They both, I said that's they, a great point. They just make a lot of noise and they yeah. want to make themselves look tough, and they both look wildly incompetent. And they both like I get excited in front of TV. I hear. No, you don't. No, no. no. Trump's shown a lot of competence. So, do you think all options are in the table? I think that. Well, going back to the fire, I don't like the fire and fury comment. It's not my style, but I think that it was the 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 point, the strategy. Depending on you know, d despite the particular words which were chosen, which probably don't matter that much to a guy who barely speaks English, was the was a good cop, bad cop thing where you know they're they're Trump is supposed to is trying as best he can to look like you know you don't want to you don't know what he's capable of. Be careful, you know, mm -hmm. kind of what Nixon talked about, be the president like being. Uh, scary while behind the scenes they're they're trying to negotiate some sort of end to it we know they were negotiating and and the best position for a guy like tillerson to be in is to say listen i know but you know you, you heard him he's he's I'm, I'm trying to hold him back but i need you to give me something other so that's and they did back down so is, is, and is and like but and something more and something more important happened is that china threw north korea under the bus by saying that if you strike first, we will not get involved. Now that was huge. I, I know you guys are experts and you know much more about this. I don't recall China ever saying something like that during the other standoffs that other presidents had. China actually publicly said, if North Korea uh, attacks first, essentially do what you will with them, we're not getting involved. So that was a pretty, I thought a pretty good outcome that. Yeah. Trump accomplished. You can argue whether it, whether it was strategy or luck or whatever it is. Now you're in chapter two here, and now there's a new provocation. I I mean, people hate Trump. They want to blame this on Trump. I don't see how, Trump. It's possible for Trump to be an asshole yeah. and not be the reason. Really, he is. That it's not, and not. I know it's hard for people to see this because with liberals, correlation is always causation. But yeah. the truth is that Trump can be an asshole, and he could have absolutely no nothing to be blamed for here. Yeah, you know. But I know that's asking like a, a lot from people to be able to be objective and say, listen, I hate the guy, but doesn't mean I have to blame him for everything. Not blaming I mean, him for I mean, I mean at just... least his wife's not wearing high heels in Korea, you know, so you don't have that to pick on. But go ahead. Yeah. You're not, we're not blaming Trump for the Korean crisis. He's just the guy. Uh, I think it, it would be nicer to have a competent president um, in this position uh, dealing with it. Yes, because but he's so showed, far, he's shown on every level that he's not competent. Well, except that. You have the people around him, by all accounts, are extremely competent. Well, they better be competent because he's he's out of his fucking mind. And I haven't heard 
any account that this that like we've heard a lot of like people distancing themselves. McMahon. Now you really think it's a strategy Madison, with McMaster. Trump, or he's just shooting from the hip? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think it's a strategy. I think, I think, he's not. You know, he has these brilliant generals around him. Yeah, he's impulsive yeah. and yeah. irrational. The, the, the strategy was definitely to look tough while the while the generals negotiate or the, whatever the defense secretary negotiates. The fire and fury, I think, is Trump, and it's over the top. You know, but. Like I, mean, I said, there was literally there was a a fast and furious marathon. Listen, on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. Dur during that that weekend, and it wouldn't surprise me that he just had it on in the background. And it just okay. fucking went However, it's very it, it does harken back, and I remember it, and I'm sure people have said this, but I, but I remember it myself was that it kind of reminded me of the flack that Reagan got for calling the Russians the evil empire. Yeah, you know, it was over the top. It's insinuated, but you know what? History's been pretty kind to that. It's just, it's, it's just it's, words. It's like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's and, just and, words. And, and, and that all options at the table is Bush's thing. That's Bush's. When well, he they said, all say that. They they all, all, yeah, except that. for Obama. Trump, Trump actually tweeted this morning that all options are on the table except for talking. And then he was later contradicted by his defense secretary. Yeah. Saying no, no, we actually are okay with talking. That happened. <laughs> no, 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 he's today. He actually <laughs> tweeted that. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I, I think I, you know, he shouldn't be tweeting. First of all. But I think what he meant by that was, and maybe this is charitable, was that we're not going to get sucked into the same mistake that three, three previous administrations have made, which yeah. is to sit down with them, make some kind of dumb deal, try to kick the can down the road, and be right back in the situation, except worse a few years later. Yeah, he's like, he's like, that's not on the table. That, I think that's what I he mean, meant. I mean, I think we should all ask Twitter to give only Trump more than 140 characters because, <laughs> because we need... We, that needs, is such a good idea. <laughs> that is really the smartest thing you've ever said. Thank you. Because we such, need to really in, know. In the name shows of the you national what we're interest, with. please give Trump <laughs> yeah. 280 characters. <laughs> like, just can we all do it? Uh, so, Keegan, what do you think that the red line uh, for us is? I mean, if, if North Korea... For a military launched, attack. If North Korea launches something that lands on one of our allies' grounds, like had that missile that they launched on Monday, mm -hmm. had they done it wrong and it hit Japan instead of flying over Japan, yeah. it would be really hard for the U.S. to not do something retaliatory in that, that situation, which is terrifying. Like, there's, the margin for air there is pretty, pretty low. Uh, so if that happens, if they, they try to launch a missile in the general direction of Guam and it hits Guam or hits too close to Guam, uh -huh. uh, then who knows what's going to happen. I mean, you, you, you know, like his generals gave him like, the, here's a few options we have. There's this, if we do that, is that if we do this, we can bomb here and do that. It's and the scare. missile menu. The missile menu, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so he goes, wow, we can do that. And then he went on and said, yeah, it'll be furious. And, you know, he said his words because he was so excited to just have seen what the, what, what the options are. Well, let me, but Go ahead. Well, first of all, I think Bannon actually had it right on this issue when he said, I, I think right before he left, yeah. that, come on, they're all full of it. You show me an option that doesn't end with a million dead South Koreans. They've got us. And I, I think Bannon was right about that. Having said that, I, I always think to myself that, you know, all right, we, we Trump is Trump's kind of an idiot, right? Yes. So <laughs> when Trump gets something really wrong, you know, okay, what do you expect from an idiot? You know, like when my kid does like, what do you expect from a four-year-old? But we're very forgiving when the smart people who are supposed to know better get it just as wrong. Yeah. When Clinton bragged about how he avoided the nuclear, North Korea will never have a nuclear weapon, and Bush, and then Obama. When Obama said, when the, it, it, you know, it's analogous to the, to the Iran deal. When they, when the, the intelligence people say, we're not even sure that they're even trying to get an atom bomb, and then Obama says, Iran will never get an atom bomb, and then the last, oh shit, they're three months away from an atom bomb. We guess basically have to give them whatever yeah. they want, but don't worry, the military option is really not even on the table. That to me is infuriating. These yeah. are the people that we, we think we're smart, but the smart people are every bit as dumb as the dumb people. So what's so sure. special about Trump? What uh, are the results? What well, are the he, results he, he that the pushes, smart people got us? He pushes past dumb to retarded. No, I'm saying, but, but I'm, saying the, I'm saying I get it, but I'm saying the actual substance of results. Why are you laughing? What is so worse about because uh, Trump's results? Because he's only been in for seven months. Give uh, it time. Let me put it another it, way. Look at what happened to George Bush. Let me. He didn't destroy the economy until the very end. 
Bush didn't destroy the economy. <laughs> he had a big oh, part. Please. The economy's not destroyed. Uh, he didn't. Well, the bond market. Well, maybe you maybe you could tell me what Bush did that destroyed the economy. You don't know. Bush was, well, for one, he started two wars that were still in. That's that's why the that's why it the real estate that's why the real estate bubble crashed it because certainly of the doesn't help. And and it, he didn't, now, actually, yeah, and him and his administration. And, and I thought and, deficit and spending was didn't with, have their eye on the ball the entire time with, with warnings that shit was going to happen. I thought wars brought us out of the depression. Uh, well, since when did war? Since war was bad for an economy, I never heard that. I thought the whole thing about war was that it was good for an economy. Oh, it's just it's just whatever's convenient for the whatever parties and no, war is bad trilli- for the economy when it's Republican, spent- and it's great for the economy when it's Roosevelt. No, we spent trillions of dollars um, destroying Iraq and Afghanistan. Can't you can't you admit that-, that you're no expert on an economic theory? Neither am I. No, you but don't I'm know not an expert, but I'm, I'm smart know, enough you, to know you don't that know. George Bush was a, a highly incompetent. No, you're and, not. And, and, and no, you're not because you can't, Trump, me, you can't tell and me. You can't tell me. Donald Trump is, is not only is he incompetent. He's a fucking. He's he's a Nazi supporter and right, a, right, a, right. and and an absolute fucking retard. Yeah, well, we, 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 don't, we, don't say, a, we don't say retard on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keegan, the, the uh, axis of evil. What's the difference between where do you see North Korea versus Iran versus Israel? I mean, Ar- Iran is nothing. The, nothing Iran is the, <laughs> <laughs> Iran is the best case scenario for North Korea. Yeah. If we should be so lucky to get North Korea to agree to what Iran has agreed to. I agree with you. But but Iran doesn't have nuclear weapon. North Korea does. Correct. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Is yeah. any deal that we try to strike with North Korea, there's no way they're going to give up what they already have. Whereas Iran was agreeing not to try to get something that they don't have. Can I can I tell you the irony? I, I, it just occurred to me. We needed Trump in the 90s, and we need somebody smart like Obama now, meaning that the Trump mentality is nip it in the bud. Don't fuck around with these negotiations. You're dealing with evil. When, when we had them prone and over a barrel, you take out their nuclear facility, just like Israel did to the Syrians, it's just like Israel did to Iraq. That's what we needed in the 90s, a Trump. And then we'd never be in this mess. Now we need somebody... This, it's kind of dangerous now. Now we need somebody who's not shooting from the hip, someone yeah. who can see a little play, a little more that you're required to play kind of a chess game here and be extremely careful. So to be clear history-wise here, at the end of the 90s in the Clinton era, we were in talks with North Korea, and they were willing to halt development of their nuclear program, but then Bush came in and made the Axis of Evil declaration, pissed them off, revoked the deal. That is not true. And Clinton, <laughs> it's not true, and I'll, I'll look it up now, and Clinton in his, in his book bragged about his accomplishments in North Korea, which which part is not true? Uh, that 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 you can blame it on Bush. All I mean, I'm, Bush was equally yeah incompetent. So, so, I mean, and just the idea. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not defending Bush with North Korea. What I'm saying is that you can't say that Clinton handled it properly either. When did they actually develop the the weapon of mass destruction or nukes? So their first nuclear test, I think, was in 2003. Uh-huh. I want to say so in the Bush era. Okay. Uh, and then they've done. They've been doing missile tests for a long time, yeah. decades. Um, but they've gotten progressively better and better at the missile tests, uh, and have now developed something that can probably hit the continental United States. So, do you think that? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, Kim Jong Un. Then was his dad, right? Kim Jong Il. Uh, yeah. Who? Was his dad? No, no. Say, say, the, say the name again. Who? Kim, yeah. Jong, Un. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, I said, this is. I went to school in North Korea, so anyway, um, this is Modi trying to interrupt me a lot. Uh, I want, so, I, but it was his dad, correct? There we go. I am so ple- I'm no, ple- no one found he was looking for. I'm, I'm <laughs> pleased to tell you about the United States reached an agreement on a framework to end North Korea's nuclear program, a, a vital American objective to end the threat of nuclear proliferation on the Korean Peninsula. This agreement is good for the United States, good for our allies, good good for the safety of the entire world. I mean, he bragged about it. We were talking about Clinton here. Yeah. No. About. How, how could I mean this, this Clinton? I mean, a, a deal. He made a deal. The deal was worth nothing. The deal will stand as long as he doesn't hear something but that, that he doesn't like. As if that's really the reason he broke the deal. As if he ever intended to honor the deal. You can make that argument that they never intended to honor the deal. That's a fair criticism. Do you have any? You have any doubt about that? This guy. Do you think that the guy who's sending missiles? Over risking Japan. over Japan, that mentality really meant to honor this deal he made with the United States. That the credulousness of I mean, I, I don't know you, and I don't maybe alcohol, but the credulousness of the of the of the biased media to be able to believe the worst about the people 
that they disagree with and the best about the people they agree with is astonishing to me, even to the point of giving putting good intentions into the Korean dictator's mind. But don't we see the results this is the same, again? The same guy who's saying that I don't poop. You know this, right? This is the is he that 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 all that stood between him and honoring a deal with the Clintons was the fact that Bush insulted him. This is astonishing. A deal you don't have a deal is not worth anything if, if as long as long as you don't offend me, I'll stick to it. That's not a deal. Sounds like a deal that Trump might probably make for yes. himself. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not defending <laughs> yeah. Trump, but I'm saying how can how can you let Clinton off the hook? The difference is that Clinton had the chance to take care of this with a military option when he could have done it. Well, this is this was actually my question. So when you compare their leader to the Iraqi leader at the same time, why did we attack Iraq and not North Korea with the, with the option? With that's, the a, option? that's a thorny thorny question yeah. that there is not a I mean, for everybody. super straight answer to. Uh, basically, there was public appetite to attack uh-huh. Iraq at the time. Yeah. Uh, and there's much harder evidence that North Korea has weapons of mass destruction, including chemical weapons. Um, but North Korea also has the fourth largest standing army in the world, whereas Iraq, or, excuse me, Iraq did not. Yeah. Uh, so even if before they had nuclear weapons that they could launch at us, any sort of military attack would be terrible for South Korea, Japan, the entire East Asia region. Versus Iraq would have been horrible for Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Syria, which we don't care really. Okay, so that, that that's that's fair enough. But uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think, Modi? You still not? What's Korean? the question? I I, I, I said I said when we had why didn't we attack North Korea? You know, at the same time when we attacked Iraq, and it's like both leaders are evil. You they don't both were like on two different fronts. If you don't have to, no. But it, I think no, North Korea was uh, more I mean, dangerous. That's a serious question. Iraq. I'll tell you the answer. Yeah, go ahead. The question. The answer is that we were operating under the belief that the Middle East needed to be restructured into some sort of democracy-loving region so that, believing that that was the only... But this is not what we said. Yeah, we did say that too. Yeah. This was Wolfowitz's idea, to believe that that was really the only... No, I'm talking to George Bush. What he said was like... No, they said both. It's dangerous, they, they you said know. They, that, that the, that the uh, that terrorism is, and the nuclear threat and weapons of mass destruction was only a matter of time so long as you had this kind of mentality in the Middle East and we were told that Iraq was the most cosmopolitan and the most was, was going to embrace democracy, blah, blah, blah. It all didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But this was the theory they were operating under. And so that's that's why we went into Iraq. North Korea is on the was is a close ally of China. And what are we going to invade? That's, that's, invade that's, North Korea and yeah. do what? Yeah, there's there's no, no oil in North yeah, Korea. That, exactly. That's that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's not oil. We want. Yeah, yeah of course it oil. is. Well, then why didn't we take oil. the oil? There's millions of people there. Well, you kind of take took, the yeah, oil. yeah, they, yeah. By putting a, all these contractors are there. They're they're all they're all uh, making money for every them. single person yeah, I swear in God, the I, government. I, I, don't, I can't waste my time with with like this this kind of talk. I'm, every, I'm just gonna go. Every why? Because because you can say anything you want under the sun. If you can't back it up with some fucking fact, don't say it. But Wait, I'm just supposed to understand that you know how to read people's minds and I don't. How can I argue with that? But we're not talking about. You know that I'm talking about right now. If you want to, if you want to accuse somebody, you did it for oil. Then then tell me how you know that. Well, everyone in the government that was hired is from uh, Iraq. Well, one, refugee. one evidence would be that actually we we kept the oil. That would be at least you'd you'd have that. It's not keeping like, it's the like, oil. It's like it's like we 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 knew there were no weapons of mass destruction. Well, okay. Well, one good evidence that we knew there was mass destruction would be that we kind of had a story ready to to go when we got there and found that there were no weapons of mass destruction. Or, on the other hand, like any good policeman, why didn't we plant some weapons of mass destruction? Why would we bring the whole armies of the Western world into Iraq to find weapons of mass destruction that we said were there and we couldn't drop a vial of some sarin gas there? When the whole thing is corrupt to begin with, right? And it's a whole big criminal enterprise. But we, but the plan was get everybody there, and then we'll go. Oh, sorry. No, but it's it's, is, it's ridiculous. But this is not what happens. I, like, I think this has something to do with his Asian girlfriend. This no, is, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that 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 is there any thought that goes into these I, accusations? I, I tell you, I tell you the answer to this. Just like Trump right now is surrounded by good people. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with Bush. Bush and Cheney and everybody Dude, planned if it. I, if I were the, the president people, and I was going to take the country to war. 
on a bullshit accusation, weapons of mass destruction. Believe me, we would have found weapons of mass destruction. Believe me. But not everybody around him was like him. Oh. Don't you think? I, I, I can't. I can't. I, it's, it's all so, it's, Why don't we just call it the Conspiracy Theory Podcast? Go ahead. It can, it can be. Yes. <laughs> we, can, we can do that. I don't find a, that a problem. So, uh, Keegan, what's, what happened if the, their leader is gone? Is that a solution? It would be a huge problem right now because uh -huh. they do not have another male Kim heir. He has yeah. a sister who might <laughs> take power, but they don't really roll with the women leaders yeah. as a country. Uh, so there would probably be some sort of military junta that comes out of this. With, so like, the wouldn't that generals. be good for us, though? We don't maybe, know. Not maybe, another? Maybe. Is, is her name Kimberly John Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> so so it, would, it wouldn't work. What other options do we have? Beside the military, we're obviously not going to go military. I'm, so. I'm going to say this option, and I can tell that Noma's going to hate it already, and that's that we could try to talk to them and get them to agree to something that we find mutually agreeable. They're not going to give up their nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um, but we could maybe get them to stop launching missiles. Yeah, yeah I, that may be our only option. I'm not, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, listen, uh, again, comparing to the Iran deal, we had no choice at that point. I, like, I wasn't against the Iran deal. Like, what else are we going to do? What I, was in, what I was furious about was the whole process of, of not taking it seriously and then coming to the American people and saying, oh, listen, we got three months. We got nothing we can do. It's kind of what we're in situation with North Korea. Everybody who was warning that we were going the wrong was correct. The smart people told us it'll be all right, it'll be all right. And now they're like, well, you know, there's a million dead Koreans. And so, yeah, we have no options. The, the problem is that the U.S. doesn't want to give up anything in their negotiations. So the U.S. does these military drills with Japan and South Korea that North Korea hates. And they think it's like a dress rehearsal for an invasion of their country, which it, in a way it, it kind of is. You can see why they see that. Um, but we refuse to stop doing those, and so they keep launching missiles, and that's like their number one demand all the time. In a way, it kind of is. It just rehearsal to invade their country. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to invade them. They know that. Yeah. Yeah. And every but, every country uh, does drills to prepare themselves against the natural threats. You can't fault a no country is going to say, "Listen, we're really worried about North Korea. It's run by a crazy man with an atom bomb." But let's not run any drills. We don't want to upset him. Again, this was like, what, 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 are they, what is Japan supposed to do? Don't make waves. Don't make waves. You can't. Yeah, like I said, the options are not great, but yeah. no, but, options... but, but you were, but you were, you were, you were backhandedly criticizing the idea of these drills. How can we not have the drills? I mean, you could just put your head on the guillotine and just please don't, please don't hurt us. You got to give to get something. That's the basis of negotiation, and Trump, as a businessman, should know that. And you would think he would be willing uh, to. We didn't, we didn't give Japan. People, we didn't give Japan yes. anything. That's not a sane person, this guy. Who? Trump. No. <laughs> Kim, he's not, he's not a sane person. This is not a... a you negotiating with a maniac. See, I actually I, agree I with him on, on the real choices, but what infuriates me is the value judgments that Japan and South Korea and, and America are to be faulted for worrying about the threat of North Korea and preparing for, for the military uh, scenario. Of course they are. Well, yeah. Of course In the meantime, they're. China and that—they're actually, you know, trying to actually take control of areas of the what, what, what's the ocean? Is it just the what, South China Sea? South China Sea, and I mean, they're really—they are really uh, poking at Japan, at the at the strategic interests of Japan, and that they get a pass. Like, oh no, they're, poor they're, Japan. I mean, they're, Everybody's they're being aggressive. We're not being aggressive by having drills and. And he's right. At some point, we have to have the confidence to say, "Listen, whatever it is, we're democracies, yeah. and we have, we're level-headed." Trump, notwithstanding, and <laughs> and North Korea is a psycho state. I mean, it's not even a dictate. I mean, it's a dictatorship, but it's much more than that. It's a crazy. It's a crazy state. You can't. We can't rely that they're not going to yeah. do something crazy. But, but the people are not. They don't believe this, right? Like in the Middle East, for example, the government is crazy, and we are crazy. You know. But in North Korea, the people don't know better. Correct. He's a, he's a god there. He's like a god there. We, no, don't, we, don't, just, know, we don't know. We don't know. They just cared. No, I mean, the, I've talked to North Korean refugees, and yeah. depending on where they live in the country, especially if they live close to the border with China or yeah. close to the border with South Korea, they have cell phones. Yeah. They can pick up radio signals. They get South Korean media. They get Chinese media. They get South Park. They, <laughs> <laughs> they know that there's a world outside of North Korea to a certain extent. Yeah. They, they do believe some things, crazy things about the leader of the country, like the poop thing. 
Yeah. They uh, really believe that. But some people do, yeah. Like I've talked to people who like when they were a kid, they they heard that and they believed it. But then you get older and everything else is fake. You news. realize <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. So they're not they're is isolated it, more than any country in the world, but they're not tr- totally isolated. Is it true that they drop porn on them? From uh, South Korea, <laughs> that would be the diplomacy yeah. that might be effective. Isn't it true? They drop propaganda leaflets. I don't know about the porn. Yeah, uh, like like uh, porn magazines and stuff like that. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Where do you get so this? Do, huh? Where do you get this stuff? I dreamt it. <laughs> I dreamt about it. So, uh, do you think he can be killed from the inside the circle? Inside circle? I don't think there's any reason for anybody in North Korea to kill him. Like they they exist off of his. I mean, he's crazy. He kills everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, so maybe somebody want to be. Didn't he kill one of his highest military guys because he fell asleep? Yeah, supposedly he somebody nodded off in a meeting, and that was the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you saw the, the dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> you should start doing this here. <laughs> By the way, the the interview, the movie, the interview. Did you see it? Yeah, it was pretty pressured, right? Like they they can't get in, so they kept two two reporters to do a uh, an interview with him, and they're gonna and they're gonna assassinate him. We're kind of down to that, right? That's funny. I don't know. I'm you didn't sure see the movie? Somebody was, I saw Seth the movie. Rogen and no, was, I saw the movie. It was it's pretty good. good. Yeah, no, it was very, it's very, it's very good movie. So, so you don't think so? There's no solution from inside or outside. So we just have to deal with them, negotiate. Yeah, I think offering them something that they they want in exchange for something that we want is the only way forward in the situation. Other, it's well, otherwise it's going to be more missile launches, more threats on both sides. Okay. Or, or we may have to bite the bull. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the options are. But let me ask you this. This is more interesting to me in a way. A guy like you with your take on the world, when you see this situation and the horrible scenarios and imagine yourself actually in South Korea where like you could really die. And, and like, as you said, if, this, if you have a malfunction and this missile lands in Japan, you could have had a million dead Koreans. Do well, we the, learn the lesson? What's that? The... Uh, well, he, apparently, from what I understand, he's got he has three nuclear bombs, and each one is as powerful. Uh, no, it would have been con- it would conventional weapons would have taken out South Korea. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, each one of those nuclear bombs, I think, has half the strength of the ones that we dropped on Hiroshima. So it's like ten thousand kilotons. So his total arsenal is thirty thousand kilotons. So, so the last, which is well, 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 one of our bombs is fifty million. Uh, so what? Is, one, 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 of, one of those bombs on on yeah, could, Los Angeles. But he, 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 I don't think he, he can... Uh, he will be yeah, able to it, eventually. Oh, it's eventually. It's perhaps within range already. Yeah. We don't know for sure, but... Yeah, imagine, I mean, look what we're facing here. So my question is, is, is anybody on the left going to learn the lesson from this and say, okay, you know, the next time there's any similar scenario, I'm not going to be the guy calling for restraint. Nip it in the bud. Take them out. It doesn't work. We tried it in World War II. We tried it with Iran. We tried it with Korea. You take them out when you can. It worked very well for Israel. That's the only thing that does work. It's not. I'm not. It's not pleasant. I wish the world weren't like that. Well, but that is the fucking way it is. But don't you think it's with the new? Said and done, you know, Listen, if Bill Clinton, if Bill Clinton had, if Bill Clinton had taken out, are you saying kill him? Do whatever. What, neutral, uh, I'm saying. That, I'm saying neutralize him. If Bill Clinton well, had was, taken out Bin Laden in uh, after the call. He would have gone down with guys like him, would have been like, oh, warmonger, blah, blah, blah. And he would have never been able to say, listen, no, you don't get it. I, I actually saved the world from a terrible outcome. I did that. What are you talking about, Bill? What, why, did, why did you overreact in Afghanistan? Well, I don't That's think, the lesson. Well, the you world, take them out. 9-11 wouldn't have happened, but it would it'd still be a... But 9/11 now, wouldn't have happened. The whole world would be different. But was just one man, though. The, 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 you know, the, but don't you think terrorism it, like, would still exist? No, but the but the, the, the Iraq War wouldn't have happened. All the dominoes that flowed from 9/11 would not have happened if Bill no, Clinton yeah. had had the sense to say, "No, I'm not fucking with this. The cleverness. Oh, playing, take him out. I can take him out. I can take him out easily. Take him out. Isn't there another mastermind? It's not that I know inside information, but I'm just saying. Isn't there a mastermind of 9/11 has nothing to do with Bin Laden? He just introduced it to Bin Laden. Oh, here we are. Here we are. Welcome to conspiracy time. It's not conspiracy. <laughs> the guy that uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is the mastermind of 
9-11. He's the one who did the whole... Again, this is not inside information. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sheikh Khalid Muhammad, he, he planned the whole thing. It was funny and, what he said. Yeah, I got blind your joke. Blind guy, yeah, go ahead. And then he... he not no, the that's not the guy. blind Sheikh, you racist. Not that. <laughs> oh, we all the same to you now? <laughs> and he went to Bin Laden and he gave him the, uh, the, the plan. All the, all the Arab terrorists are, are, the bl are blind, right? <laughs> Seriously, unbelievable, Modi. So... Uh, but back to your point, when you say when you have a chance, take him. Don't you think that that could be that's possible back in the day? But now with all the technology and everything, everybody's eventually is gonna get there. No, it's like G Jews in real estate in New York. Every Jew knows a building he could have bought for five dollars, right? Yeah. But they say it's a Jackie Mason. They but buy, so buy something now. Now now it's too late. Now it's too late. Yeah, you can still buy. You can still do things. You can still make that move. But Modi, Modi only has Jewish analogies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, like Noam said, yeah, you can take them out when you can, and that that would work very well maybe these days. But eventually, with all the technology and all this, eventually everybody's gonna have it. Well, th that that was the theory of the Iraq War, and it's true. Yeah, I mean, I never thought that the uh, the the theory was wrong. I don't think it was wrong. It's just maybe there's nothing we can do about it. In other words, it's you're right. We've had nuclear weapons in the world since 1945. How long can you keep this technology? How how high tech can they be? Like I'm still shocked. Yeah. The whole, like I, mean, I don't understand can, anything about it. You can it. count the number of countries that have nuclear weapons on less than two hands. It's shocking. It's not like everybody has it. Yeah. No, but I'm saying it's shocking to. Well, the difference is that many of the countries that don't have them now choose not to have them. They could have them very quickly, especially through Asia, Japan, like that, South Korea, like that. You could literally yeah. within a year they would have them. I don't know the list of countries. Right, like they say, especially in Asia. <laughs> well, because the Asians they're, they're, are smart. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're smart and they're wealthy, and and they can do it. No, they yeah. Attach a nuke to a Samsung. <laughs> but the the so but the I don't know the list of the countries that don't have it because they're not capable of developing it. Yeah, because they have no Jews. But it's low tech. Yeah, it's actually low tech. So it it stands to reason that it's within the grasp of terrorists. That's true. That's absolutely true. And. That's true. If it's within the grasp of terrorists, then for them to be thinking along the lines, well, listen, how how are we gonna how are we gonna get out from under this? And it and the idea is that well, maybe we'll, if if they were de if they were democratic, if they had rights, if they had free speech, if they had fr free thing, maybe that would be the way. I mean, countries like that usually don't have aren't real. So maybe if we go in there and shift it around and, and give them democracy, everybody seems to love democracy, maybe that would push them in the direction of the way where we wouldn't see Armageddon so soon. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. But I, I, I just, that was not a corrupt desire in my eyes. Uh -huh. And some people it is. It, in, it, in a way, the, the beef against it is kind of the soft bigotry of low expectations because the take on it is not, you can't expect the Arabs to be democratic. Which yeah. is also not a nice thing to say. Yeah, but but, but it's, well, it's not a nice thing to say. But is it a true thing? Is it do do Arabs need to have a a leader, a a supreme leader? The whole system. Well, uh, anybody, not Arabs, anybody's gonna be um, a product of what you learn and your education and all this. You need to change the whole system. You know, if you want to know something, you know, it's not Arabs only. They grew up all this, just like North Koreans. They grew up all their lives knowing this leader. You have this is how we treat them. Uh, you, you, you bow down when you see him, you clap, you do it. This is just how you do it. If you want to change it, let them change. But you have to change, let them change, not try to force them to change, you know? Listen, with, with the Iraq thing and the Gulf War, I was there. So, like, with, with, the, uh, with Saddam Hussein, he's an evil man, and I believe that he was going to take the world if he can. And I believe that we did the right thing by getting in, but I think we did the wrong thing by staying in. The first Bush was brilliant, you know? He got the whole world as a coalition and they jump in together with the Arab nations and they did a good job in and out and then they controlled inside. I think that's brilliant, you know. And I really believe that Saddam Hussein is uh, is an evil man and he would destroy the world if he stayed alive. All right, I got I got to go to yeah. a spot. Uh, yeah, I just want to say I, I do think we should snuff out this psychotic dictator, you know, and then we'll be able to deal we'll with We'll talk Kim about Trump. Trump. Yeah, we'll talk about Trump. He has to go for his spot. Um, but yeah, so I do believe that Saddam Hussein. So let me ask you this. Uh, what What is, do you guys think the number one enemy, Leo, let me ask you, the number one oh enemy boy. of the United States right now in the world? Carbs. Exactly. <laughs> Carbs. This country's so Trans fat. fat. 
Like what would fat. what would be tranny fats? <laughs> <laughs> what would be you know what make you scared the most? Like do you think Muslims or um, Iran or North Korea? Uh, these are the nominees. <laughs> nominees, um, right? Don't want to yeah. have a moonlight moment here, but um, I would say North Korea just from thank you. Not, I, he like he's a psychotic state. Yeah, but to go back to ask you a question, I've kind of heard this theory that the u.s really doesn't stand anything to gain from a unified korea that we actually have a lot of stake in a divided korea because it allows us to maintain our presence in that region of the world and that the china um you know secretly is pulling some marionette strings you know supporting north korea and that it's all you know it, that basically north korea is being used as a chess piece in this like really screwed up international de- diplomacy game i would um, not i would not disagree that north korea is is a international diplomatic chess piece and that china is supporting them and that the u.s does have i don't say it's something to gain but there is some advantage in being able to like you said keep our military in south yeah. korea um and keep that capability there but i do think that the u.s has something to gain from a unified korea the whole world has something to gain from a unified korea uh, the world except China. Uh, and the longer we wait, but, the more, the harder. But it, actually, um, I read that there is a plan for in case of Korea, North Korea went down, that they're going to stop North Koreans from going to South Korea right away, you know, because that could uh, cause would, collapse. It would destroy the economy. Yeah, yeah, they actually have a plan about certain jobs that can go first. So they have a scenario if North Korea went down, certain jobs can go first and then uh, they're going to keep moving, but they're not going to allow everyone to move in even if the government went down right away. There's, I, there's an entire ministry of the South Korean government that's devoted to like developing that plan, that yeah. exact plan. Yeah. And they do want to reunify. China is the one country that does not want reunification because they don't want U.S. troops that much closer to their, their border. And doesn't it and you help can't them blame a little them. bit to that, have that, crazy I, you know, you, so close That by? would be aggressive to, to plant ourselves right on the border of China. But I will say this, that the human race almost doesn't deserve to survive because... The truth is that... <laughs> what was that last line? Human rate almost does not deserve to survive because the, the truth is that if we were to take this threat for what it is and, and really internalize it, we would be using all our economic leverage with China to make it so unpleasant for them yeah. that they would give up Korea. However, that would mean a lot of pain that we would have to suffer ourselves in terms of you know, a depressed economy and expensive goods. And we're not going to do that. We, we do not have the balls to do what... We do have the leverage over China. China's nothing without us, economically. And uh, a, a good, strong tariff or embargo on Chinese goods or whatever it is, of course that would get some result. I, mean, I shouldn't say of course, but very likely they would find a way to disarm Korea if it meant the Chinese economy grinding, you know, not, if not to a halt, like 30% decrease. But, we're, but that would be... We would have to feel that pain also. And the greatest generation, maybe in the 40s and the 50s, they were ready to take bold steps like that. This generation is not going to do it, and and, yeah. and and it works in both ways. We're not going to do it because we're not we're not going to take that kind of hardship on ourselves. And B, we 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 have a, a psychological complacency. Me too, of all the people who were born too far removed from seeing really bad things in the world. Like my father, he got this. He lived through the, the Second World War. He Like he knew bad things could happen. Yep. So he'd be very quick to react. Like do what you got to do, but, but you know, I don't want to go back to what I've seen. But we think that's almost like in storybooks. Yeah. Those, those things don't happen anymore. Even 9-11, a lot of people now, yeah. they don't... But they will happen again. Yeah. Uh, and we could see a million dead Koreans. So what, same question... And, ima- and imagine how we're going to second guess ourselves then. So same question for you, which one you feel feared the most by? ISIS. He has to go there. No, I, th- I, just, think, I think it's the I biggest threat. I get an threat. expert about the biggest threat to who? I a whole episode about North Korea, the, the, and it's still ISIS. The biggest threat to the biggest threat to Korea, to South Korea, is North Korea. Yeah. The biggest threat to the United States of America, it's I ISIS. believe, is 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 radical. Over the short, if, over the short run, right? But short what about long? Long? short term? Who's gonna who's gonna blow up a dirty bomb in Times Square? ISIS. Yeah. Who's who's gonna blow up the my? What about you, Keegan? You can make a very that that argument that ISIS or some other sort of terrorist group could get a nuclear dirty bomb and dedicate it, detonate it in Times Square is a very real, um, very real threat. When I talk to nuclear experts, 
they that's something that is on their minds and that makes me scared yeah it's scary um, but when you talk to hot tem <laughs> that's what we really want to know i mean we haven't mentioned russia in the biggest threat department yet and yeah. a country that is potentially trying to undermine our elections would seem like a pretty large threat on the global yeah, but you, you really they believe they they, they they tried doing that you really you were really on that camp on that yes they did try to do it yeah, of course but, the, you, but it's normal there's evidence of it i understand but do you, you think that really impacted the election no i i think people in ohio voted for trump because they like trump but right. certainly there was efforts it seems by the russian government to manipulate public opinion all right, so let me hear it. So let, here, let me really, let me really, that's, yeah. that's, I'm really going to put you in the rack now. In the rack of logic. That, that's and not here now, so we can do that. Go ahead. And, and he's not going to enjoy this. But no. I, there's nothing more ple pleasurable if than using. If you've noticed, any guest Hatem brings on in the middle of the podcast, they really regret is, coming is, on. Is, <laughs> oh, wait, every, that guy, we, we had a guy from the England, England Parliament here. And he just said, oh, what has happened to my life that I'm on this podcast? <laughs> there's, there's nothing I, more. I told him I listened to some episodes before to get the, the yeah, sense, but I maybe you should have listened to the whole there's, thing. Yeah. All <laughs> you guys <laughs> shut up for a second. There's nothing more pleasant than hoisting somebody on their own petard. You know what that means? Uh, of uh, course. Yeah. But explain it to Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So the <laughs> anyway, what you said about having to give up something to get something, I, I, I exaggerated my... my uh, my uh setup i think that um that actually is the problem with the russia thing and with the elections they went into crimea which arguably was always russian and was russian people it was i mean it was only it had been it was it was only uh switched to ukraine to the ukraine not not though switched to ukraine by khrushchev in some ceremonial thing when he never ever conceived of the fact that it wouldn't actually be controlled by Russia always and forever. But it was always Russian and the people were 90% Russian and they'd, if I'm sure if there was a, a plebiscite they would choose to be part of Russia and it's their outlet to the sea and it's in their fundamental national interest and strategic interest of Russia. So by all the measures this was theirs. So now they've gone and taken Crimea and they did violate a treaty to do it and we have sanctions. Now those sanctions hurt. What can they do about it? They look they look naturally as we would, well how do we get even for this? How can we put pressure on the United States to lower these sanctions? Well, militarily where we got nothing, but let's fuck with them. Let's hack them. Now sanctions until Russia leaves Crimea are going to be sanctions forever. They're never leaving. You think I mean you, you agree with that, right? They're never ever going to leave Crimea. Maybe if they had a plebiscite, we could find out if they're going to... But I'm saying... Whatever, probably not voluntarily. Russia is not with, not with no, sanctions, no. not with them. They are never, ever going to leave Crimea. So yeah. if we're going to wait until they leave Crimea to lower these sanctions, then we're going to have sanctions forever. And so long as we have these sanctions, of course they're going to be looking to get back at us. So if we want to stop this hacking on our elections and the threat, that, we're going to have to give up something to get it in return. And that might mean lowering these sanctions, getting some new kind of promise, whatever it is, uh, some kind of leasehold. I mean, there's been ideas that have been thrown about about you know how to, people can save face on this. But we're going to have to give. We're going to say, all right, we're going to have to reset. You're going to keep Crimea. You agree to stop with the hacking of our elections. We make some kind of new deal and move on. I don't. What other way is there out of this standoff? They're not going to stop hacking because we get mad. Why, why would you be willing to negotiate with Putin but not Kim Jong-un? Well, I, first answer my, that's a good my, my thing. What? No, I, I, I actually, in case you don't recall, I said I thought you were right about Kim Jong-un. I think we have no choice but to negotiate with him. Now, do I think that Putin is more likely to honor it? Somewhat more likely to honor a negotiation with the United States of America than this nut, you know? He, at least you're talking about a man who has a country that is a part of the world. You know, he's... he. His people know what he's doing, more or less. He's—I mean—they have other news. They have—they they see what's going on. There's a chance he'll do what he says he's going to do. This nut job in, in North Korea. Uh, listen, is, the truth is, if we would—if we would get off—I'm not talking about the morality of it, whether he deserves it or not. Just like real politics, 
if we were to stop fucking with Ukraine and say, all right, listen, you can keep Ukraine. That's your buffer state, just like China has North Korea. And we're not going to fuck with it so much so long as you stop with your hacking thing. Then most people walk and say, yeah, this is a better situation for us than prior. So it's in our interest to honor this deal. We don't want sanctions. Russia doesn't want sanctions. And, 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 and we don't want all this. Also, it can escalate. But we don't want the hacking. We're not natural enemies with Russia, actually. But the most important point I'm making, and I haven't heard anybody answer that, including Fred Kaplan, is like, how do the sanctions end? I haven't heard any. What's the end game with these sanctions? Because they're not leaving Crimea. Mm-hmm. So what? I'm just, I'm just curious what anybody thinks is the end game. How are these? Are these sanctions going to be forever? And if they are forever, do we ever think they're going to stop hacking us? Why would they? Yeah. We're not, we're not going to go invade Russia. The it's problem an, is it's an amoral regime to begin with. They're only going to act in their own self-interest. They're not going to act according to right and wrong. That's that's honestly how I feel about North Korea, is that North Korea is always going to act in their own self-interest, and their self-interest is self-preservation. Yeah. So as long as they feel that we could attack them, they're going to do things to try to dissuade us from attacking. But there's nothing it's we the can... Ultimate, it's nuclear deterrence at its core idea is what North Korea has but done. But there's nothing we can do to make a paranoid think that we're not going to attack him. That's the difference. Because we're not going to... Everybody knows we're not going to attack him. Everybody knows that. But, you know, and any re, every, China will tell them the United States has no interest and never has in attacking North Korea. It's it is paranoia. How do you convince a paranoid that he's paranoid? Is he worried about us attacking him or the country? I mean, it's one and the same. There's, there's yeah. I think it's a, he's worried more about himself. No, no, it's both. Yeah, the country exists. He knows. The country exists to perpetuate his, him and his regime. Yeah, because I think he knows that the, as a country we will not attack them. You know. But maybe he's worried about. We're not him. going to war with China to to reunite yeah. the Korean Peninsula. That's that's insanity. I know, especially that we can tell the difference who's who. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in that, Leo. Like, yeah. Total in, inside, they're laughing inside. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. So, uh, so where do you see the uh, the, the future? It, it's impossible to say what's going on. I mean, with Trump, it's unpredictable. With Kim Jong-un, it's predictable they're going to launch missiles yeah. uh, and threaten to attack the U.S., yeah. but the reaction, whether or not the next missile launch triggers some sort of retaliation that escalates it even further. Yeah. But I mean, don't you kind of like that? Like, when you're in the subway and you see a crazy person, they always act, say, act like a crazy person, too, so that you can avoid each other. Like, they're probably thinking the same thing. We can't fuck with them because they have Trump. You know what I'm saying? So isn't it a good thing that we have him right now? He's very unpredictable too i've heard people make the argument that if anybody is going to go and strike a deal with north korea it's it's trump i mean yeah they are perhaps maybe a little bit afraid of him because they don't know what he's going to do yeah um he's also like a charismatic celebrity which they have a thing for with the dennis rodman thing hilarious so i mean trump (laughs) has trump trump always talks about how he's a negotiator and he goes and strikes deals like let's go strike a deal make it happy he said he would talk with kim jong-un in the campaign um, I'm not saying that he should should necessarily like without any preconditions. Yeah, but I'm not against that. If he's open yeah. to, if he wants to go strike a deal, by all means, go try. Yeah, why not? So you think they, because get- there's in the end, Bannon had it right. They they have a million South Koreans in their grasp, and we can't ever hold them yeah. to anything. I don't know how it resolves itself. I mean, it's scary. I mean, it may ro- it may resolve itself with a million dead Koreans. I mean, I, I hate to say that. It might actually happen. It could. It could you, you start getting into tripwires, and it could really happen. And and his point is very well taken. One fucking malfunction of one of these tests, That's all over. and and an American president will have no choice. Yeah. And say, listen, I'm sorry, Korea, but y- your interests are not exactly our interests on this on this point. We have to defend ourselves. If he can, if he can reach, what, what happens if one of those malfunctioning missiles hits Los Angeles? I'm, I'm assuming they have something to block that before it gets there. These have like a 50-50 uh, success ratio. I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you, but the odds that we're going to shoot down a missile are pr- pretty slim. No, they're like 50-50. I think. Actually, they said the same thing about Patriot uh, missiles. Uh, back in the Gulf War, and they did a good job. No, they I'm get sure. better and better. Yeah, but I, you can't, you can't, it's you can't bank on it. You definitely don't want to. You definitely. Yeah. And, and by the way, that was another thing that that at the time, anti-ballistic missiles was and the Star Wars stuff and all this stuff was 
just totally derided and dismissed mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And I believed it at the time. Like, oh, yeah, these idiots, you know. A lot of that technology, thank God we have it. Anyway. So they have tested the missile defense systems, but it's always been in, like, ideal conditions. And in the early test, they knew the missile was coming. So there's no real proof that it works in, like, a real-world scenario where they But I don't it. think they're going to tell us... Yeah. They have. Yeah. They're not gonna be like. They're not gonna be like. Well, listen, we have some good yeah. news and bad news. Right. <laughs> as long as it like does a, this and this and that and that and yeah, that, we have something to fight it off. What, 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 what if Trump's things when he runs? That I'm not telling everybody what what I'm doing or what my plans are. Yeah. This is this these are this is secret information. We're not letting it out, and that's what the the, the, the effectiveness of our anti ballistic missiles. Is that what you're talking about? Like our no, in general, he just about his military. About his military, he said, "I'm I'm not going to be disclosing all the information any, we have." Any any uh, mechanical device can fail. You can't you can't trust the, the, the fate of the nation to the, that that this will. We're just saying, Michael Jordan we, misses know, a layup. Anything anything happens. Yeah, but I, I'm sure they have like um, maybe it could be intercepted by like a pilot or something. I don't know. No. 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 no, but if or, or if they have something, they just, they're just not telling us they have something. Listen, they are right. They're facing off with South Korea, and there's gonna be so many people are gonna die by the time they sort this out, and and it's gonna happen within minutes. You know, it's just very very scary situation. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't happen. Thanks, yeah. Hot Tim. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know what? If you listen right. to the show, yeah, let's hope it doesn't happen. Uh, if you listen to the show, uh, right. I got to go. Yeah, well, well we uh, we are done. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and would you like to share your uh, information? Uh, sure. Twitter uh, or yeah, not, not with your audience. <laughs> do we have an audience? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we do. We do. Right. Of I hear course. That. We have a lot. This is actually a good podcast because I listen to other political podcasts and this is way more interesting. It is a very yes. interesting. It is. It is more interesting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you a little bit more bare knuckles here. I'm gonna, I, I didn't get a chance to get all into the Trump stuff, but but we're okay. But next, next time, week, next, well, week, next, week, next week we're gonna week, talk yeah, about he's not impeached. A Trump. Did you what see impeached? it? By the, by, by the I, way, I just can't believe you didn't have more to say on Melania's shoes. Nah. Crazy. <laughs> did you see? Uh, before, Crazy. before we end, did you see the the, the see video? The, luck, the lucky head that this thing happened in Texas. Did you? Did you? He see? arrived, pulls the flag out. They go crazy. Happen. Imagine this happened in California. They'd be screaming boo. They they, they they hate him within the hurricane. They would hate. Did you see the video about um, uh, impeaching Trump? Where, in what? Impeaching Trump. Better. So there there was um, this uh, you know group of people there uh, demonstrating against Trump and it's like impeaching. And this guy was interviewing. He's like, why you want to impeach him? And nobody knows why. In the whole crowd. Because he's twittering. Because he's twittering. He's nobody had tweets. a reason. All idiots. You know what? I have to defend that. Uh, uh, I mean, it was. You're, you're not, right. But, technically, they don't have a reason. But they do have a reason, which is we need this guy out of here because it's really we're really worried something bad's going to happen. Like, no, like, I know, like, but it's, uh, it's 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 that's us. That, but uh, he, we cause things to happen. You know, I, I'm always like, a, there's a cause and effect. You know, we have that he whole defends thing. Trump no matter what. No, yeah. I'm not Trump. It's just the the. I'm not think he's the genius. I don't think he's that. But we are the country that we are. You get what you are. We got him, and he's able to play it. Perfectly, no, this and guy, no one sees it. Modi, there's, that, some, there's something unstable about him. So what? Something unstable about this. Something unstable about this country. No. So you got him. No. I thought you were gonna say about and this podcast. Like, and we he know does that. everything, <laughs> and he's not a, he's genius to what he does. No. The comment, yes. Genius, right down to a 35 degree approval rating. Oh come on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about. Well, that we're either. gonna talk about Trump next week. So, uh, Keegan, you want to share your information? Yeah, you should uh, follow Vice News. Go to vicenews.com. I yeah. read a lot uh, of follow me on Twitter. I read a lot of Vice. Yeah, my, my buddy has a show there now. Diplo. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's Nobody heard about him. Uh, anyway. Shut up. They heard no, no <laughs> about you. Go ahead, Keegan. Uh, and and he, he's an expert. We're going to have an episode about drug war, too, so we're going to have you soon. Yeah. Uh, Modi? Um, ModiLive.com. And then uh, please sign up for all the stuff on there for the, the Instagram and Facebook and uh mailing list and uh and uh had a great show last night and, yeah uh, well we promoted the I, show uh, <laughs> we promoted in this show i i signed that check today and uh, you had a great show last night <laughs> I, th I think that's the highest check i've ever written to a comedian thanks and now that the irs is all on top of everything that's happening on the <laughs> what's wrong with you talking about things <laughs> like this talking I'm, about the bag i'm talking <laughs> about the check <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody is oh my god IRS it employee funny, it's shut up from it it's um <laughs> ending the show when it finally picks up okay the worst it was an all it was an all like jewish hasidic crowd 
and I brought Jessica Kirsten on. It was the best just to watch them. Like they did half them didn't know what she was doing. It was so much fun just to watch. Was it, it all Hasidic? It was. Um, it was more really than straight. at a strip club. Vice, you can do a whole article on that. You guys are very anti-Semitic, by the way. No, they're not. Yes, no, they are. Not. Yes, they're very anti-Israel. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> right, Leo. Uh, Le mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Leo, you want to share your information? Um, no, I don't have any information. <laughs> yeah, you do. Leo, you still have, have a Twitter? blog. You still have a blog of, of over five hundred thousand people. All right, blog it. No, yeah, on it. On, I'm on it. He's on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and Deepu? Uh, check out the YouTube page for this podcast, Live from America Podcast on YouTube. That's right. And go follow the Comedy Cellar, ComedyCellar.com, and Live from America Podcast.com has all information. Thank you and good night. You were listening to Live from America Podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 